When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Batter up, it's time for post-show recaps coverage of A League of Their Own, episode 2, Find the Gap. Uh, I am not alone. My name is Grace. Uh, I am first introducing a woman who has a gorgeous chair, but technically it belongs to her parents. Mr. Carza, how are you doing? Uh, creepy how you can see inside my apartment, but I'm doing well. <laughs> Thank you very much. No problem. I and also next, love my yeah. chair. Yes, a great chair. Uh, next, someone who has never seen a crab in real life. Uh, Sarah, how are you doing? I'm doing really well. I actually don't know if I've seen a crab in real life, especially mm-hmm. not in a live one. I did go to Joe's Crab Shack once and I got the meat sweats and I've never been the same. <laughs> uh-huh. I you got meat sweats from seafood. Yeah, that no, I really did. I really did. We got the meat sweats. We got mm. our hats because it's kind of like a Joe's Crab Shack kind of bullies you and they give you paper hats and they call you like mm. Queen Bee or whatever. So I got bullied. Then I got the meat sweats and then I haven't recovered. Calling someone since. a queen doesn't sound like bullying. I don't, I don't, uh, I don't know. It was, <laughs> you know what it was? It was Queen Crab. Oh, yeah, that's oh, worse. Well, yeah. 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 Connotation yeah. to yeah. crabs. So yeah. now my best friend is referred to as QC a lot of the time. You see, yeah, because she's the queen crab. Because she's the queen crab, and she's a cancer, and sometimes she could be a little crabby. So, yeah, very fitting. Um, amazing. Well, 
there's the Queen of Crabs <laughs> in this episode, I think. Uh, we're watching A League of Their Own, the uh, TV show remake of the movie. We're two episodes in. Uh, if you want to follow along, uh, you want to get these pods, uh, just the League of Their Own podcast, you could uh, subscribe to our feed, pushyourrecaps.com slash league. Uh, and uh, I, I think it helps to give like five-star reviews and things like that and subscribe to the feed. That'd be uh, tremendous. Uh, we hope you're enjoying our coverage we're talking about uh episode two find the gap uh uh overall uh marissa what would you think of episode two i didn't find any gaps i thought gap. it was great mm-hmm. i thought it was pretty good um i love that we're learning more about you know max and clance a lot mm-hmm. in this episode and also we're getting some good callbacks to the movie in terms of the makeover and the beauty school and we we still have the mystery around what is going on with greta and carson like there's still that will they won't they energy happening so it's a good mix of plot things happening in this crab the light of an episode i tried <laughs> uh, i tried <laughs> yeah sarah what do you think about episode two well everybody knows that i love a makeover scene mm-hmm. i mm-hmm. am a 90s girl after all so loved the callback to the original series of course this is where we meet Dove, uh, the coach. Casey Dove Porter, yeah. Dove Porter, yeah. Um, Played by uh, Nick Offerman, which I know him best from uh, Parks and Rec. And it's it's a delight to see him in this role. Yeah, it's fun. Uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, I... They got me. They got. I was like, "Oh, he's so different from Jimmy." Uh, we were watching this episode together. We were like, "Oh, Jimmy. Oh, so oh, cool." Uh, and then uh, totally faked this out uh, on him being not a good guy. So yeah, you weren't alone there, Grace. Got me yeah. too. I have this like weird trust in Nick Offerman. I don't know what yeah. it is. If he's like, yeah. if it's because of the Parks. I mean, he was very like dependable, I guess, in Parks and Rec. You knew who he was, but also like. Uh, living in Illinois and being from Illinois, uh, I just am like, oh, neighbor friend, neighbor right. friend, man. Oh, He's that's how we. That's how me wrong. Canadians oh. feel about every Canadian. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, we were like Justin Bieber's ours. <laughs> oh no, Uh-oh. oops, sorry. It's like uh, actually, you know, you take him. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, I think also this episode does a really tremendous job at uh, you know where I think that I was looking for the movie where I get frustrated at the movie for like the one scene where like a black woman picks up the baseball and like chucks it and she like no- didn't even get a line she just like nods. Um, we talked a lot about in the opening episode of like yeah it's, I'm glad that they're touching on uh, uh, this. This episode is a real like insight into like the black experience in in the 1940s. Um, and uh, even to the point where, like, I, I think it's good that they they sort of, uh, you know, um, Carson and and Max uh, appear in the same scene, and you can just see how different the experience is for, um, you know, a white woman in America and and then a black woman um, in America at this time. And I, I was really worried that the, this this storyline was going to be so hokey. It's like we got to find the crabs, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, before the housewarming party. Um, but boy, it, like, is a really powerful story uh, when taken sort of in totality. You gotta find the crab grace, not crabs. Oh yeah, sorry, not plural. Yeah, yeah. Now, I, I, I am not someone who specializes in grammar. Can you help me out here? Is the the plural of crab multiple crabs okay. still crab? I believe that it's a joke referring to a communicable situation that can happen if you have certain interactions with other humans. 
Oh. Well, I think I, I, I think, think that's what I was picking up on. Oh. It's like we gotta find the crab. So I think crabs. crabs is applicable, but there's a thing of like you know, um, uh, so if you ate crab dip, for example, um, mm. that is like probably many crab, uh, crabs, crabs, crab but it's still called crab dip, right? It's like crabs dip, you know. Uh, I don't know if other. It's like uh, attorney general versus attorneys general. Sure. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. There's more than one attorney general. It's not attorney generals. It's attorneys general. I don't know. Yeah. Huh. Uh, I'm trying to Google here. Is there? It says the plural form of crab is crab. Maybe it was a joke about uh, a trans. I thought it was a joke. Disease. I was like, that makes sense. That's funny. And then Look we at Clance get being the, worried uh... about crap. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then you get craps in there, which uh -huh. is the, the casino game. And then it gets really confusing. You don't want crab craps. That's for there's... sure. No, no, you don't. No, but I thought it was a really good episode. I really enjoyed this one uh, from start to finish. We, of course, get to see the iconic costumes, which I know yeah. that they're not, they don't make sense for baseball playing, but you can't tell me they're not adorable. They're great. They're so good. They're, yeah, I, I can't remember if I mentioned this on the first one, but they are alive and well. Like, people are still buying yeah. these these uniforms left and right, not only for Halloween, but just for, like, I feel like dressing up, like, fancy sometimes. People love it. Yeah. Uh, they're great. They're great outfits. Uh, uniforms. Uniforms. They're professionals. Um. Yeah. yeah, so where should we where should we start? Uh, uh, perhaps we could start with I mean, um, Ma Max's. Uh, I think we opened the episode on Max pitching to Josh Gibson, uh, known as the the Babe Ruth of the Negro Leagues. Um, and so she's uh, uh, as many uh, uh, younger people do when they're young, imagining themselves pitching in the big moment. Uh, she's just like lofty dreams, uh, uh, Max. Um, but uh, she can't do it uh, if she doesn't have a a job. She went to go try out and can't be on the team if you don't work at the factory um what do you think of uh of, of max's storyline this episode marissa i love max's storyline pretty much i'm just loving it all of the time but this mm -hmm. in this episode i really liked how she like you can tell how much she loves the game and yeah. the, the reference to job Gip josh gibson just shows how much care that this team has put into like putting historical facts into this into the show uh some people also say that babe ruth was the white josh gibson josh Ooh, gibson yes. so you know it could be it could go either way and you know seeing max throughout this entire storyline kind of work through chasing her dream within the confines of not only her family but within the confines of her race and her time and her gender like they really kind of all mash up together by having her try to find a job dealing with the people at the factory, trying to, um, you know, help Clance with all of her, all of her errands for, for the housewarming party. We really get like a well-rounded sense in a very efficient way of what life is like for her. So I really appreciate it. Um, there's this cool thing just on a Josh Gibson tangent. There's this very cool thing that the major league, that major league baseball did in December 16th of 2020, in which they recognize all Negro league uh, records. Mm. Um, so Josh Gibson actually has the highest single second. Sing this is very confusing. Uh, sentence. The second highest single season major league batting average in which he had the highest batting average in a single season. Nice. Uh, other than one other player. Uh, but it's cool. Uh, yeah. December 2020, they like recognize all the Negro league stats. So uh, yeah, to say he's one of the best baseball players that probably ever lived uh, calling yeah, probably Babe Ruth, the black Josh Gibson. 
probably <laughs> accurate. Um, but yeah, Max's like desire to like just want to play baseball, you know, and she's willing to take on this like uh, second job uh, uh, to do so work at the factory. Uh, Sarah, what'd you think? Yeah, I thought that Max will do anything that she possibly can to play the game that she loves. And part of that is putting herself in this situation that is really uncomfortable when she goes and tries to get, I don't know what kind of job, maybe like a secretary job, maybe Literally anything, anything, yeah. anything. Yeah. And she is turned away by two white women who say that there's no application available, no pen available, and then make up a story when she says, well, then why are all these other people here? And she, um, I think like one of my favorite moments of this episode was kind of, in a backwards way, how her mother, Tony, mm -hmm. inspired her to mm -hmm. go after the dream that she and gave her inspiration on how she can achieve her dream without yeah. her realizing it. Because Tony said, when I was a girl who wanted to start her business, I went to the bank and they thought I was a man. And this is how Max winds up getting her job at the factory and i thought that was really interesting how her mom does not know how she influenced her and how she helped her in this moment um but she did immensely and i i like the idea that she is going to get an opportunity to work all this at the factory and hopefully potentially get to play her love baseball and of course we see this relationship with clans develop their friendship is so much fun. Clance so is cute. hilarious. Um, she's the best mix of like a girly girl, but a stereotypical nerd who likes comic books, but also a homemaker. Mm -hmm. I love her relationship with her husband, uh, Guy, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So good. They are so cute together. Um, and then we see this big twist at the end where yeah. the whole time Max is having this affair with one of the salon clients which i thought was really interesting as well yeah comes into the salon to get i think her nails done with her kid yeah. uh so uh boy i did remember I, I was like oh remember her name and then i forgot her name uh but that's okay um I, I think I want to just touch on like uh, Max going to try and get a job at the factory and the woman being like, no. Um, and so this uh, Max's storyline here in terms of trying to get a job uh, at the factory and then also the Max and Clance trying to get crabs. They're going to go to a mm -hmm. specific uh, a, a deli, a grocery store, Schwartz. But the scene with um, where she gets denied the application. I think it's um, there's this really interesting thing. It's just like a quick little note that they do with the second woman who's mm -hmm. like, oh, I have a pen. Um, and then the lady's like, uh -huh. like, no, you don't. Have and she's like, oh, yeah, we don't have any pens, you know? And I feel like it's, uh, you know, it's interesting commentary on sort of uh, how easy it is to just be like a bystander, get caught up in like uh, uh, doing, uh, frankly, just being racist uh, uh, that like, you know, at the time it was like easier to just go along um, with what people were saying rather than like be any sort of like, uh, you know, try to not be racist. Uh, it's just like uh, really like interesting the way they portray that scene of the second woman um, who is doing uh, something that's it's it's as bad uh like i i, yeah. I don't mean to like say it in any way of like oh well she would be better she doesn't she chooses not to she chooses to like be racist to max as well, well and um, she doubles yeah. down towards yeah. the end of it as well like so yeah. she's like at first she's like oh i have a pen and by the end of the whole thing she's like no 
you're not like you wouldn't even get a job here if you tried type of situation and i think uh given the amount of care that the show creators have put into the show this is definitely here as an example to show people what it's like because this is still happening today like this this behavior happens every single day in america and out other places um so i think it's you know i often sometimes will look at a content like this like if i were still teaching in history class what would i like this is something that i would show to show what like racism bystander racism looks like because this is like totally here to show that to us as an audience i think not only does it like play into max's story and like isn't is a realistic thing but i also think it's there to educate the audience at the same time shows that racism is taught uh right that like it's not this like uh inner thing that people have as you you learn it and you pick it up from others that like oh we can like um sustain our power uh by like if i go along with this we can like deny max a job uh you know um yeah um but uh, yeah, there's more uh, uh, Gary and Max stuff. In in uh, in in retrospect, this is where she's gonna uh, utilize the trick that her mom taught her in terms of like use Maxine. Do you think that subconsciously uh, Tony names Maxine uh, gives a name that's like uh, hmm. can be uh, both like feminine and mas- masculine? Uh, I would like to think that yeah. that could be part of the influence as well. I think that Tony is so intelligent. I mean, she is. A woman in this is the 40s, right? In the 40s, who owns owner, yeah. business that's incredible. So I think that she has a business minded and a logical mind that that could be very beneficial. Um, and Max goes by Max most of the time, so I think it's an easy uh transition for her to you know, apply for a position and go by Max. So I, I, I think that's a really interesting thing to think of that that was a intentional naming well transition is an interesting word for me because i'm i'm not sure whether the show is going to go here but i do think there's something interesting about so max using um uh the name uh mm-hmm. to get on the team uh convincing uh uh, uh gary to put her name down as as just max chapman um but at the end of the episode um max like gets into uh, her ball uh uniform like a, like a baseball uniform to like go to the uh to go to the store and there's some interactions uh, in terms of like their interactions that that lead me to believe like there could be something in terms of like um you know this show uh seeing so many uh twitter memes that are just like uh uh just like oh they're gay oh they're gay oh they're gay <laughs> Oh, they're gay. Uh, is hilarious, but I wonder. Uh, you know, and it doesn't have to be like a transgender storyline. It could just be about playing with uh, gender roles and and uh, you know being gender non-conforming, uh, even if you are, um, you know, you you know that you're a woman. Um, but I I think there like could be something to that at the end in terms of like there there's certainly like, you know, uh, is there a different reason why uh, uh, there's power in like Maxine going by Max and also mm. at the end of the episode. Uh, Max getting into the ball uniform to sort of like be there for like the woman who's like, you know, in her like church attire as they like, as she comes in, you know? Well, the show itself is inherently playing with gender, right? Right. We've got like women playing baseball. So there, there's already a playground for gender right there. But I think there's something, um, I think there's something to that because of the attention that Max gets later at the homecoming or the the homecoming party. No, the housewarming party mm-hmm. of uh, at Clance's where she when she's in a dress and her parents are giving her right. this like 
admiration and love and all of this because she's wearing a dress and we made you know, it cleans made up it. nice yeah we uh, made they're very that. cute together but yeah yes. they're like engaging in gender stereotypes <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah it's it's very it hasn't been that often uh between the first and second episode where we see tony complimenting her daughter and i think that it's kind of a strong statement that she gets complimented um, for one of the first times that we saw when she looks the most feminine. Right. And uh, I think that that's, that's interesting. It also the most, you know, for that time, socially acceptable because she's wearing a dress and she maybe has some makeup on. And I think that that's very, you know, noteworthy because uh, as women, you know, we have to, present ourselves a certain way or we get accused of looking like we're tired or mm-hmm. we're not taking care of ourselves or whatever and sometimes we just want to be you know yes um, most times I think that's at least for me I just want to be um I think that also you know the fact that she works in a salon is mm-hmm. also an interesting yeah. you know commentary on gender not I mean not that salons salons are socially gendered i guess i don't know everyone goes to a salon at some in some capacity but at this time well but they but they, there were barber shops and salons well they are there there's still this practice of uh uh i'm gonna shout out the dress code project which is a good friend of mine uh kristen runs which is uh all about trying to remove gendered pricing from mm. from uh salons a lot of places you'll see are like this is the woman's cut this is the man's cut but like uh, what if the you're a man tax. with like, very long, long hair? Uh, yeah. It's cheaper. And so trying to remove uh, uh, that. Uh, it's um, salons for me were like uh, both a very like uh, uh, could be like a you know, sort of a triggering place in terms of like, oh, am I going to go in and like what kind of haircut do you, you, you know, if I'm like too nervous to be like, uh, don't cut it too short, you know, uh, when especially when I was like first transitioning. But then also this like when I found uh, Kristen's uh, salon, it being like the most gender affirming place, like, you know, one of the best places that I found, you know. Uh, so there is, I think, a lot to salons and, and at least for for me and my experience, there certainly was. Yeah. And it also like the salon also speaks to the black experience in the community that that's there too. There's just like so many layers to yeah. the show. Well, we can get into the the clants and guy. That's pretty much uh, it with Max, really. But uh, uh, boy, I thought the uh, the scene where um, uh, Clance comes in and, and wants to get uh, you had the the name of the actress or or celebrity that she wants to get her hair uh, done. Like oh yeah, like, Lena uh, Horn. Uh, yeah, it's so cute. She wants her hair done like that. And then like, oh, we have so much to do. Like if only, you know, we had a vehicle and then uh, the <laughs> Tony being like, fine, you can take your father's truck. Uh, it's so cute. Uh, I really like, like I, I was a little worried that this is going to feel super sitcom-y. Um, but they're so good. I think Max and Clance, to your point uh, earlier, so I have such good chemistry uh, together. They're so fun uh, to be around each other. They're, um, they're a lot alike and yet they're very unique. Uh, they're, they're their own people right so i think we're getting like this is filling that sister void even though we right. don't have any we don't have dotty right. and kit like the they are definitely yeah our, i could see that our dotty yep. and kit i could definitely see that i i really liked their crab uh excursion <laughs> yeah. um i too once had a crab excursion but it didn't come to fruition <laughs> no yeah it was called crust fest crust fest crust fest like crustacean fest. yeah okay um, so it was. It was a recent crust. Oh, well, okay. So, like the thing was is that we've been planning this for five years, and oh, it's wow. never come into fruition. And this year, it was going to happen, and mm-hmm. I bought 
everything that we needed for Crest Fest 2022. I bought balloons in the shape of crustaceans. Hold on, I'm I writing this down. I'm writing this down for things nut you crackers. need for a good Crest Fest. <laughs> nutcrackers. Nut I, I got bibs. Yes. Bibs. Oh, yeah, that's actually were they printed? Yeah. Did you put yes. like, fancy things on them? Uh, no, they weren't. No, 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 pre-printed. no. So they were plastic. They were, okay. they were pre-printed. They had. I had a choice between a lobster on it or a crab, and I'm pretty sure Aww. I went with the crab. I've been mm-hmm. to a lobster fest, so this tracks. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So exactly, and we were supposed to have crustaceans at the crust yeah. fest, mm-hmm. and I tell you what, if they showed up at crust fest uh-huh. with shrimp, it would. They're be not cr- no crust. No crust on shrimp. No crust no, shrimp. No, Shrimps canceled. are not crusty. Canceled. Yeah, no. I like my shrimp uh, with the, the crust cut off, actually. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I always ask my mom, can you please cut off the crust? Uh, crust fest. I, I heard any good crust fest takes five years to plan. Uh, so, yeah, so well. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Uh, so the, the issue is that uh, my stinking fiance got sick. Oh, and no. I wasn't able to go to Crest Allergic Fest. to shellfish. <laughs> you know what? He was like, you know, Sarah, but we're we're of the Jewish faith. This is not kosher. You are not allowed to go to Crest it's Fest. A sign. It's a sign. That's yeah. Amazing. Yeah, it uh, was terrible. Yeah. But it was great. And I, I really liked this little excursion they went on. And I thought that uh it was, I mean, it was terrible. They all she wants, all Clance wants, is to impress people of the neighborhood because they just yeah. got a new home yeah and this is her like first home party and they go to the fish market and the dude the dude sold the crab you have one job sir <laughs> which is to not give our crab away i yeah. really know like, what kind of fish you sell yeah. i think like clance to lucille ball in this episode mm. is like oh, a really good way because i yeah. think this is very like something you would see on um i love lucy yeah uh uh i mean the the premise here right is uh you talked about like trying to do a good job to impre- try and impress everybody they say at the salon uh, which i think uh we sort of skipped over a little bit there's a lot i think in this uh the, I, I like the banter between the women who are at the salon we also get the woman who comes in who eventually we'll see with max um but tony is talking about how like you know the wedding was for them to be a couple but the housewarming is about now you're part of the community um mm. and that's the importance uh of uh i i think as like a millennial in 2022 I, i'm not sure there are housewarmings uh any i don't know if those still exist uh, I well, certainly how, you have to have a house one. to have a housewarming yeah I um, don't know. yeah but it's also like especially at this time and you know, with a marginalized community like Black people, like community equals resources and right. livelihood and all of that. So it's not it's not just a like, hey, we want to be nice to our neighbors and we want to like fit in and we want to belong. It's uh, I might need to borrow, you know, something one day or someone might need help getting a job or something like that. So it's it's a big deal. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, so I think that the funeral, the funeral scene is where I like the veneer of the, like, it's, it's too sitcom for me. It totally broke. I was like, I don't care if this is too sitcom It's hilarious. The fact that she's like crying <laughs> yeah. over the crabs being cooked. I also comes love... in and consoles her. It's so good. Like, but also before that, Max is like, I hate dead people. I, like, I dead can't people. be here. Nope. I don't want to be here. And then like, Clance asking the person in front, like, do you think we'll have crab? Because you know, she loved crab. She loved she it. Loved... I'm just thinking for her to honor her memory so good it was very very good <laughs> i love it uh but uh the crab has been cooked so they're out of black and so clance is just going to schwartz uh and this is really interesting to me i, I mean talk about like this is the black experience in america like uh max literally having to be like it, we're allowed to be here um is like uh 
you know, not something that white people have to have to think about. Like, am I allowed to be here? Am I allowed to just be in this grocery store? Um, and uh, even though they're allowed to be there, they uh, do not get served. Uh, and Clance is having a rough day already. And this totally uh, breaks her. She's going to head to the car. It's very sad. Yeah, her hair is yeah. all like frizzle yeah. frazzled. And she's yeah. like, she lost her crab. She had to go to a funeral. All of this stuff. And this, this is like such an before they even go into the grocery store she's like it's fine whatever it's okay and max is like no we have to go and then they have to go in and face racism again uh just to to get through there but i again appreciate what the show gives us here by giving us again the power of white privilege of you know we we get max does get to get to the counter to get the crab for clients because carson is there and is noticed by the man behind the counter and all she says is yeah she was here first like they're, they're like yeah. the amount of effort that has to be put zero. forth is like zero. really zero nothing and i honestly i honestly wish that carson would have said something more right something more as in excuse me she's been trying to get served you know don't be rude or you know some sort of standing up uh, but yeah, Carson did the bare minimum and thankfully Max was able to get served so that they can get the crab and save the housewarming party. But I think, uh, if, I think if it was somebody like, I think that like a Greta or a Joe um, or maybe other characters, like Carson is like, can be confident, but it like kind of like takes a little while to like, you know, muster up the like courage, uh, I think. And then you have to put in the context of being like 1940, you know, uh, well, and she was surely, she was just like, yeah. Hey Max. Uh, you know this thing about me you know That's like true. there's there's yeah. this, this other you know thing at play here so she doesn't want to like stand out too much or make too big of a deal because there's a secret involved yeah. right I, I understand the times it's just that yeah. watching with the 2022 lens it just feels so frustrating because I know if any of us were in the same position I know that all of us would find our voice to you know, fight the injustice that Max was facing, but it, it, it's, I understand that, you know, these women are not in 2022. I mean, truly they probably just got their own rights as well to do anything. So. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm pretty sure. It, I think it, it, it could be World War One. I. I think uh, voting, there was something to do with the war that like gave women the right to vote. Uh, so it, like, yeah. That's the thing with yeah. war. Yeah. Like it, it's weird. <laughs> it can give yeah. opportunities and take a lot of them away at the same time. Yeah. Uh, so I, I love Max coming out with the crabs being like order for clients. Like, yeah. It's so cute. They're so They're so cute together. Uh, a guy is also really great in this episode where he's going to like uh, totally like, like, like max i got it like i'm i'm good i'll take care of it uh, uh it's like clance is having a meltdown uh even in the midst of a meltdown she finds time to like smack talk some kids which is very good uh, <laughs> big c my ass uh cecil you're cecil sir yeah um yeah i just i uh clance and guy are relationship goals for me for sure like they so know cool. each other so well and support each other so well and I loved seeing that in this episode. He got her a dress. So cute. Yeah. Okay. And called her yeah. Lena Horn, even though her yeah. hair was all like. I thought that was a really sweet moment, too, because he was being so loving and supportive in that moment uh, when she, he knew his wife was so frustrated about the whole day. Um, well, and like the, yeah. the cooking is his talent and what he was like, like 
contributing to this get together and he like abandoned that duty to go take care of his wife and like put that in Max's hand to, at least to get started I thought that spoke a lot to the love between them That's yeah cute. yeah I noticed that yeah um yeah they're so good uh uh we get uh I guess uh sort of a continuation of Max uh Max uh, dancing with Gary uh the only reason you want to dance with me is you get a job um which is I think this all this is interesting knowing that like at the end of the episode the stinger at the end of the episode is like Max making out with a, a woman oh she's gay too oh cool yeah you definitely see like when they're dancing before we get that reveal you see max like look at her mom like that's not the only reason like right. you know you can kind of, like something's weird something's up yeah um all right let's take a quick commercial break we come back we'll chat through a lots more beauty school makeover the first game and uh dove casey step into the world of power loyalty and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. All right. We are uh, back. I love that the Beauty School Makeover um, is is in here as an homage to the movie but also i mean the two things that i think we keep saying like uh the, you know the movie didn't didn't touch on this and the tv show is certainly touching on this uh is uh first 
everything with Max and Clance, like the experience of being black um, in America in the 1940s. And then also queerness. I love that like the beauty school makeover has such a like tinge of like, uh, you know, and very explicitly so of like uh, uh, basically Greta being like, you know, we can't look like a bunch of queers, right? That it's like, there's uh, this like, uh, you know, it's or to the earlier point about like, it's not just sexuality. It's also just like gender stereotypes, right? Uh, right. That the beauty school makeover uh, gets to play through that through the lens of like, uh, like sexuality. Yeah. And I thought it was really interesting. The beauty school front runner, like Mary Kay lady, she said something, somebody, oh no, it, maybe it was the nephew of the owner. Somebody said, we are doing this so that you can be like the type for like men across America, but like specifically my uncle's my type. Uncle. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I was like, that is so creepy. Like mm -hmm. what in the world is this? But nonetheless, um, I think like I love the homage of the makeover beauty school scene. Um, I myself think it's really enjoyable. I think that people should probably uh, want to wear the makeup and not be forced to. But um, I thought it was it was a it was fun. It was a little fun. Uh, the difference, I mean, the main difference for me is that like people actually got kicked out if they mm -hmm. didn't uh fulfill a certain need they got ganked out of there kind of like what well, that that cane got like taken off the yeah. stage uh Yes, yeah, so I uh, there's this woman who I'm like, oh, she wasn't in the first episode, uh, and then <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's because she's just in here to like get kicked off the team. Uh, <laughs> she was like having the best time ever too. She yeah. was like hobnobbing with everybody. She was like holding court to making jokes. Yeah. And the next thing you know, she gets yanked out of there super quick. Luckily, they saved Jess. They did save Jess. So. Yeah, can and some of the things that um, okay, so there's two things about this that I, I picked up on. One. That lady had some strong opinions about people's faces <laughs> and yeah. what they and and pretty, what they look yeah. like, yeah. and they weren't they weren't yeah. great. Oh. Um, and but you know, of course, Greta is seen as you know perfect yeah. in a way. Yeah. But I that I think you know one of the things they picked up based on her comment at the end of this where she says this is also that we don't look like a bunch of queers this is what this is is just how much that has been part of her experience and how much she's had to have that on her that's why she looks that way like that it's yeah. not she she may enjoy it i don't i mean i don't know greta but um yeah, you're coming off an episode where like i was like oh is greta the villain of this right. uh show right like right. episode one where uh she walks away uh has the guy on her arm and so uh, i was expecting like a i wasn't sure what to expect with greta and so i think that like uh i'm very happy to see uh through episode two of the show that it's like it's very much like uh greta's figuring out her life like she has this like way that she goes about uh, a society that like she has her own like fears uh and, and internalized homophobia to a degree yeah that like makes her who she is and how she acts in the world right yeah picking yeah. up on like there's definitely more to this character that i want to explore and get to know um yeah. and the other thing was you know i come into this thinking this mary Kay lady she's no feminist like what is she doing but at, yeah. like there's a point in this the scene where she's like this is what you have to do if you want access to their world this is the price of admission. So she's like, listen, ladies, I've figured out the game and this is how you do it. And that I think is an underrated, like that is a way when we, you know, think of feminism, we can think about going against culture, doing things like that. But there is something to the, 
to playing the game and still getting ahead. This woman's making bank. Like yeah, this she's is Hughes, played like she, Nancy Lenahan, who uh, I mostly know, I believe from my name is Earl is uh, where I oh. recognize her from. Uh, uh, but uh, yeah, so interesting. she's uh, like, what did, wh- why, wh- like, what did you want? And she's like freedom. I wanted to travel the world. I want, you know, I married a young man. Like, that's what I wanted. This is how I did it through like, this isn't like capitalism. Uh, but <laughs> yeah. you know, it's the so game. it's an interesting it's the game. Yeah. It's an interesting take. Uh, Sarah. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that that was really interesting to see the insight of why she does what she does. And then she does. She gets to hang out with the boys. She got to hang out with the owner and the nephew and the whomever. And, you know, speak upon how these women are presenting to the league and to the audience. And she gets to hear that insight. And she gains access. And part of it is playing the game, looking like what the men want her to look like, which is whatever. Um, but yeah, that, that means that she gets to be autonomous and she gets to be independent. And I guess, you know, there everybody has to do what they can to make their dreams come true. Yeah. Well, it's like right now, what freedoms do women have to to live that life that she's, she's living? You know, yeah. like there, there's... The play, the playing ground is very small, and I love at the end where, where, where he's she's talking to the owners like, "You're paying me so much money, yeah, like, just yeah. so much money." Yeah. Like he didn't even know. Like she wrote her yeah. own check there, and that's yeah. powerful. Yeah, uh, it's good though that in twenty, you know, this show said nineteen forty, twenty twenty two, women have total autonomy over their total. Lives. It's yeah, so, oh, yeah. It's so different. Come a long way. Yeah, you know? it's great. Oh, yeah, cool. Cool. All right, moving on. <laughs> Duff Casey shows up here. Uh, uh, I think it's interesting. I, I think you were the only one out of the three of us who were like, you saw right through him. Uh, I knew you, it. You could see the it. real fire in his eyes, even though he wanted to see okay. the fire in our so, eyes. Yeah. I knew from the second that I saw him that he was a sham. I wrote in my notes right here. Casey, well, it was Casey name drops. I think he's a crock. If you're Ooh. a name dropper, I know that there's something on him. He name drops Babe Ruth. Number two, he, <laughs> what what was this thing about the the dove? He has like a running with a bird. There's like a myth well, with him, right? Like I don't know. Like my friend um, uh, Brad Pitt, he says name dropping is totally <laughs> no, cool. no, no Brad Pitt, no Brad Pitt. No, <laughs> it's just I'm just talking about my friend. I call no, him Bradley. Pitt? Bradley Pitt. Yeah. Wow. No, it's the name dropping. I, it was also his like nonsensical, non advice where he says, like, if you don't feel like you're ready, that's what makes you exactly ready. I was like, no, like that doesn't make sense. Uh, The fact that he, uh, like, he's barely there to teach them anything. I just did not trust him. And I think it is the fact that he doesn't have a mustache. It I is think, weird to not see him not with a mustache. I, I think that agree. this is what makes him super untrustworthy. I think that Nick Offerman with a mustache, super trustworthy. Nick uh-huh. Offerman without a mustache, very is untrustworthy. This Sarah's own like Apple iPhone villain theory. Right, 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 like right, right. if you yeah, yeah. don't, if you are using an Apple fo- Apple iPhone, you are a good per- guy in the story. Mm-hmm. And if you're not, you're a bad guy or a person. Ooh, where's yeah. that you know? from? It's like a thing. It's like really? a document. Think, think, like Apple will not let villains yeah. use their Okay, I got it. Oh, that's true. I will mm-hmm. also say this is like maybe a hot take and I probably shouldn't share this, but I am very strictly against my friend dating a green bubble. I'm a green bubble. I'm also Ooh. a green bubble. 
I love green bubbles. Ooh. Okay, My Android green... user, yeah. Sorry. Ooh, okay. Well, Ooh. well, Ooh. I'm just saying. I needed to text saying. my friend. His name is Channing Tatum. We just have to text, <laughs> and he's also an Android user. So no, like, Channing right. Tatum's Wait, not. I was Android talking user. to my friend Natasha, and yeah. she said, yeah. "No, no, <laughs> no." I think that you both need to open up your world to blue bubbles. Okay. that's what I'm saying. This is like a whole other. But Google it. This is all Apple's fault. That's all yes. I'm saying. It all, Maybe it that's what it is. Maybe that's um. Yeah, uh, yeah. The thing is with the bird, he he, he hit a bird. Uh, uh, he hit a dove specifically uh, while he was pitching. There's like a, a couple of famous uh, in, real life instances of this happening. Randy Johnson uh, uh, once hit a uh, hit a bird while he was pitching. Um, Remember when Arnold was on a roller coaster and he got hit in the Fabio. face with a goose? Oh, it was Fabio. <laughs> Sorry, that's what it was. I just like blasted out people's ears <laughs> screaming about Fabio. <laughs> It was. It was Fabio. The real, like the real. Like, yeah, like, like Fabio. Yeah, case. like Fabio. Fabio roller was coaster. on a roller coaster, and his he got. I'm watching. He hit a goose. All right, he's on a throne apparently, and he's getting on the roller coaster. I love the uh, live cast of this. When does it happen? Oh, he's got a bloody nose. Oh my god, <laughs> he got hit with the bird. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's wow. So- is this what happened to Dove? But with a baseball, Porter, think baseball. with a baseball. Instead of Fabio, we have a baseball going through the air and hitting the yeah. Dove. Yeah. I hate that his name just used to be Casey Porter. And this one incident with a Dove makes his nickname Dove Porter for the rest of his life. This is why I hate nicknames. I hate nicknames. Oh, you hate nicknames. Wow. I do, because you're just living your life doing all the good stuff nothing's bothering you and then one day you wear a shirt this is like i dios mio and next thing you know your name is dios mio for the rest of high school is this a true story because i totally was going to call you hot take sarah for the rest of the podcast (laughs) (laughs) no i hate i hate nicknames i hate nicknames apologies if i've said this on this but i you know the losing track but i have a friend uh named uh who we call buttons because he found a button one day and he has buttons for the rest of his life now. Uh, only in our friend group, he's buttons. Yeah. I, okay. Yeah. I love that, but I hate that for him. But also, Casey was a perfectly fine baseball name. That's all I have to say. It's but very baseball Ever because he hit a dove with a baseball. Well, this is also the era of like everybody had uh, like nicknames. baseball nicknames. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Shoeless Joe. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah, it's a thing. Um, yeah. Um, so they're going to head to their first game and this is really brutal. I talked about in the preview pod that I was like, you know, when you watch the movie, the heckling is like, yeah, it's like heckling, but it's also like, you know, it's a PG movie and boy, they really don't let up here. (laughs) This guy is brutal. Uh, this guy heckling, particularly Greta. Also, uh, there's some jokes about Joe's weight. Uh, it's really mean. It's really, I don't like it at all. Uh, the fact that they just have to like take it because like Sarge is like, these are your customers. Sorry. What are you going to do? You know, capitalism. Sorry. Capitalism. So it's not, yeah, I'm thinking capitalism's the real villain here. Not, not Greta. Yeah. 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 It was rough. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's brutal. Um, but I think this stuff with it's even more. The the they lose the they end up losing the game one nothing. Um, and this is when when uh uh Vivian comes over and she's like, we have a note from upstairs because Greta was kind of like playing into it, like a uh, very clearly like uh you know, t- like waving and being nice. Uh, but uh, yeah, the guy gets in her head and is shouting obscene things while she's up to bat, and. Boy, then Vivian comes down and is like, yeah, no from front office. Like, you got to tone it down a little bit, actually. Uh, it's, like, brutal in terms of, like, especially somebody 
like we've been talking about who is like uh you know uh is is a lesbian is getting is like trying to figure like you know i I think I've talked about these on these spots before, but like, when are you doing things? Cause you think you should be doing it. And when are you doing mm-hmm. it for other people and all of this stuff? And then for it to be like, yeah, that was too much uh, is like, is so brutal. Well, and she's acting out of safety, right? Like the right. whole time, right. the whole reason she's doing this is because she does not want to be found out because she doesn't, which is found out of being herself. Right. Like, so there's all of this at play. She's acting out of safety. And this whole story of being told you're too much is like what women fight against every day, like all of the time. So Mm -hmm. it hit on so many levels. Yeah. What did you think of this? uh, All of this, uh, Sarah? Yeah, I hate the thought that somebody is told as somebody who, um, you know, sometimes has like, could be like a bigger personality or a little bit more outgoing it's frustrating to hear or to think that like you're being too much like you have to lessen your spark to be palatable for mainstream audiences or for your peers and it's like it's horrible because you once again you want to be yourself i don't know if greta is you know, as we're discussing, you know, putting on a protection layer so that she's not looked at in a certain way, or maybe she does like a little bit of, uh, like, you know, showboating. Maybe she does. It's, well, it's a little fun. I like yeah. attention too. Sure. So maybe that's part of it too, but be to be told that to be less, don't be less, be quieter, don't stand out, um, you know, be more demure, be more ladylike. It's all things that like make you question who you are, what you're doing, if you're doing things right, if you are being, if you're good, you know what I mean? So it really makes you just question yourself. And I think that it never feels good to be corrected for just being you well it's also the thing that women's uh um often do less but are perceived to be doing more right too there's like uh the effort of like uh you know to for a woman to like speak up in a like a meeting um Mm -hmm. and it's like not being as assertive as like even a man would be feels more assertive to people oh and then when you are more assertive then you're told don't be so emotional Right. right right well it's like the whole issue like of taking up space right like how much space can a woman actually take up and we see this in the comp in in the comments that are given to joe too that is also about space that is also about taking up space too much space physically versus too much space like is emotionally with with greta but like personality too much personality space um and like this is this is something that you know is totally fixed now no women yep, deal with this right. all of the time right <laughs> um so uh, uh i do think this like before uh we get the reveal that like dove kind of sucks there's this line where he's like uh if you want fish for snappers you can't go after them with sand shrimp am i right and like, everybody's like no except for jess who's like yeah he's right uh <laughs> and he's gonna go like deal with it um we're gonna find out like uh you know he's being a jerk uh i uh i I do like this, like, because, like, when he first meets Carson and he's doing magic, it mm-hmm. seems so silly, and it's pretty much only in here, I think, just for the line at the end where he's like, "I can't do much with these." Like, I'm not a magician. Like, okay, I am, but like, not not for this. Like, you know, uh, I can do a little magic tricks. Oh yeah, what do we think of them. Dove's yeah. magic skills? Pretty good, not bad. You know, not bad. <laughs> not bad. Well, yeah. also, what do you think about Carson being such a like a 
you know, she's like I would be with your friend Bradley, uh, a little bit, um, <laughs> like a little you know. pit, Bradley Pitt. Yeah. What? Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Mr. Pitt. Yeah. yeah. She's a little like, uh, s- s- you know, star struck. Yeah. She's definitely like, like Grace and I were like at the beginning, right? She's like, Oh yeah. I believe yeah, cool. him. He's doing yeah. great. Oh, look at that. Oh, magic. That's so cute. Will you sign my ball? All this stuff. Yeah. Like, well, he's also using the dad. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, he says these girls don't have fire. This league, this league is a joke. Uh, yeah. The whole fire. I felt like uh, some of the stuff, although I was like, yeah, pep talks. I love pep talks. I'm a big pep talk fan. But it was very little leaguey, right? Like, he's um, talking down to them to a degree. Well, right? that's yes. what he sees this as. Yeah. As. Yes you know a hobby yeah when yeah. they see this as a career yeah yeah um so yeah so we set up dub as a bit of a, a villain move but not quite the nice which is i think an interesting take on sort of like uh i think it's kind of smart to sort of play with our expectations to be like oh he's not jimmy dugan and they're like oh he kind of is actually jimmy dugan uh uh so i think interesting and i think um i think probably better to have him uh not to have been like run out of the league because he's an alcoholic just that he like tore out his arm right like he like mm-hmm. didn't really make it i think that's a better uh take um so i think the last thing to go through is sort of like carson and greta because i think an interesting spot we kind of come out of that last episode thinking like wow that, that's it's not what i was expecting um and we don't get you know a ton here there's like sort of there there's the silent treatment joke greta thinks that uh, carson giving the silent treatment uh she's like answering the phone for her sister and we're gonna find out that like charlie's return has been delayed um and uh as she's like like greta's basically like listening into the conversation uh she's kind of being a jerk here i guess if we're talking about like the fact that she's built but uh, i feel like she redeemed herself a little bit later but uh she gives her a book which is a tree grows in in brooklyn um which uh the metaphor of that book being like someone at uh, this tree whose persistence ability to grow and flourish even in the inner city mirrors the protagonist's desire to be to better herself um so yeah there's some like still light flirting happening even after greta sort of like brushed off uh carson at the end of last episode i'm like teasing and yeah like uh but also like genuine like i don't know she was having a conversation with her sister like greta was talking to carson's sister about the pie about all this stuff so there was like some genuine interest in carson as a person as a whole like on a i think a little bit deeper than just like a teammate level Mm. uh was happening there and we also do see like at the end in the locker room there's you know some genuine connection happening yeah greta had a tough day between the heckling and the comments and she got upset and Carson's also been upset because there's a lot of speculation how long is this all going to last and the women are you know really worried because this is their first big opportunity a lot of them can't go home a lot of them don't have a lot of things to go home to Shirley talks about how all she has is a chair and it's not even her chair as Mm -hmm. Grace mentioned earlier and um greta's advice is like don't let anybody tell you that this isn't real like this is a genuine experience that you're experiencing this is real um which was a nice little intimate moment between the two of them yeah the yeah. like they can tell us how long it lasts they can tell us what to wear but they can't say it's not real um, yeah i'm like yeah. Greta, you're talking about many things but yes also kiss her please <laughs> uh yeah uh yeah, uh, it's cute. I, it, it certainly makes me feel 
better about Greta uh, uh, moving forward from where I was at the end of episode one being like, don't make Darcy Carden the villain, please. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. that it was a little, maybe a little quick to say that she was being manipulative, but also I think that I think that we learned that she was just trying to protect herself. Obviously, she has an experience in her life, experiences in her life where she's had to learn that she has to act a certain way or hide certain things. So um, I think that she's a little bit more uh, sympathetic than just like a manipulation tactic, which, you know, I guess I'm always in big brother mode. Well, yeah. Well, I think with the 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 thing that um, Greta says in the thing of like uh, uh, we can't look like a bunch of queers, uh, like uh, she's kind of implying to. I feel like um, Greta assumed Carson has more experience in this world than uh, uh, she actually does. Right, this idea that like uh, this isn't like um, I don't know. I think that there is this like thing of you know it's such a a risky thing especially like when you're not out especially at this time to like try to figure out if somebody's out like it's you know uh such a dangerous game to play uh in many things you know uh there's uh many you know currently many trans women who still get murdered because like Mm -hmm. their partner finds out that they're trans and then they can use like the trans uh defense uh panic uh uh so like yes with 1940s like dangerous uh, a game and i feel like there's like this, like literally there are like languages about it, right? There are these like, uh, 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 like a g- old gay culture of like, uh, you sit down the, be- if you have like, there's like certain things, like the color you're wearing and the, where you sit on the bench and how you like tap your hand. Like there's mm-hmm. all of these like signals, right? Um, that it is this like language that like, I think uh, Greta, I think Greta kind of, she's so com- right, she's so confident um, that I think presumes perhaps even Carson. Like, I think there's a degree at what she assumes Carson knows what she's getting into when I'm not sure Carson fully knows what she's getting into. If that makes I was sense. seeing it like from a different, I, I was seeing it as like Greta can pick up on Carson's naivete in the situation because Carson has also had the shield of marriage. And so heterosexual right. marriage. Right. So I, I feel like she's like, this is like the language, the subculture that you have no idea about. I, I know like you have to follow my lead here. Like you may be confident, but you have to follow my lead because I speak the language. I know we're in a different world than what you might be used to because in multiple times in this episode, she refers to Carson as Mrs. or mm-hmm. um, by her last name and not, you know, um, by her first name. So I think she, I don't, I, I can see like, she doesn't know how naive Carson is, but I do think she can pick up on the fact that like Carson doesn't know how to navigate these waters as much. Then she should be nicer about it. <laughs> she should. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. But uh, I, I just like that's yeah. a big, pretty big shield. Marriage, like mm-hmm. that's a, that's a huge one. Yeah. Uh, so it's episode two. Uh, find the gap. Um, yeah. Um, not fall into the gap because that was the nineties. <laughs> uh we'll be back with episode three in a in a few days uh until then um so what, what else is going on i am also podcasting about the bear with a lovely latonya starks and a myriad of guests uh the, we have declared the bear this this show of the summer although wow. this might be like also a show of the summer so maybe i'm just a summer show podcaster at this point in my maybe my life um 
but you can catch us with podcasts once a week. We will be wrapping that up by the end of August. Uh, otherwise, you can find me in the Posher Recaps Discord, which you can join us at at posherrecaps.com slash Patreon and join this conversation. There's a lot of people who are excited about this show and talking about it and finding all, all of the things they love about it in the movie. Plus, like pretty much anything. Like you want to talk about what you ate for dinner? You want to talk about <laughs> where you want on vacation? That's the place to go. So you, you can find me there. Of your pets and look at other people's. Yeah, pets? yeah, we got it. Yep. we got it. Want to talk yep. baseball? Just without the show, we got that too. Yep. Uh, so Discord's a place or Twitter at Mars Bars M A R Z B A R S. Sarah, oh, yeah. what's up with you? Aside from podcasting with you both about League of Their Own, I'm also podcasting on PSR about Pretty Little Liars no. Original Sin with Jessica Sterling. We are having so much fun. It is such a fun show. I love it. I love how ridiculous it is. I love how zany it is. I love coming up with theories. So please check that out on Posture Recaps and you can find us talking about it in the Discord as well. And you can find me at Sarah Ferguson on Twitter and Instagram or you can find me at shit90shows.me. Um, that's a fun, cool podcast too. Do you have like a Charlie Day Pretty Little Liars board that you're working on? or <laughs> like, Not that? quite. Not okay. quite. Okay. I, I should be working on that though. No. Maybe... It'll just take over my entire wall with all my theories. Uh, amazing. Uh, I'm covering a few other shows. What we do in the shadows with Lindsay Wilson, the Sandman with Philly has been very fun. Uh, Netflix dropped the whole thing uh, uh, a week before a league of their own. So we've been diving through that uh, movie coverage with Ariel. Uh, this week we covered prey, uh, the mm. predator prequel with Kevin Mahadeo. Uh, and we all very much enjoyed it. It was very good. Uh, it's very cool. It's the first ever like uh, a mainstream movie to be like fully in English and uh, the indigenous language of Comanche. They fully filmed both languages uh, for the entire film it's really really cool awesome. um yeah and uh i'll be covering house of the dragon every sunday night with mike bloom right after the episode we will record immediately after the show ends and then we'll get that into your podcast feed uh as soon as possible prefer hopefully before midnight uh so you could stay up late or you could get it first thing uh, monday morning for all of your house of the dragon coverage although i say all of your house of the dragon there's so much house of the dragon coverage <laughs> coming there's so many podcasts and uh it's gonna be amazing i'm very excited about that and uh and uh sports over on rob as a podcast i mean if you might like sports if you're listening to a league of their own uh a show i cover uh uh all sorts of different sports over on uh, the Office Podcast over on Robert's Podcast. I'm on Twitter at Hi From Grace. We'll be back in a few days' time with their episode three coverage. Until then, lay off the high ones. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? 
Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.